At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Welcome to Season 9 of Next Question with me, Katie Couric. I've got some big news to share with you in our season premiere featuring the one and only Chris Jenner. Oh my gosh, congratulations. That is very, very exciting. And that's just the beginning. We'll also be joined by podcast hosts Jay Shetty, Hillary Clinton, Renee Fleming, Liz Cheney, and many more. So come on in, take a break from the incessant negativity for a weekly dose of fascinating conversations. Some of them, I promise, will actually put you in a good mood. Listen to Next Question with me, Katie Couric, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Hardwood Handicappers, VEASAN's premier NBA betting podcast. Here are your hosts, Jonathan Von Tobel and Kelly Bidlin. What's up, folks? Welcome in. It is another edition of Hardwood Handicappers here on this Wednesday. Uh, in the storied tradition of me having a different background every time we record, that is this one. I am uh, live from Circa. I'm actually sitting in the studio, which I just finished Lombardi Line. And um, I got to skedaddle in a little bit because I got to go do one of my many other jobs. So it's going to be a tight episode, but we got a lot to go over. How do you like it? Huh? New background? What do you think? Well, it looks great. It looks great. We're, we're so tech savvy, though. You're, you're, you're sitting in an actual studio, but we're just doing we're doing this through your laptop. Uh, we are. And it's cool <laughs> because for those, obviously, a lot of people don't know, this is like a one-way kind of deal. And there are still producers in the back. So more off, like... There's going to be, I would say, uh, high odds that somebody's going to walk through here while I'm talking to you. Oh, man, that's great. Okay, so we are going to be doing a little bit shorter episode today, but we got to set a number on that. I'm going to say minus 150 uh, that we get someone that walks by and says, hey, JVT. Yeah, for sure, because I also did not tell them that I'm doing this. Oh, yeah, it just went up to minus $2. Yeah, I I told John Goulet, but uh, I did not tell them, so that'll be interesting. All right. (laughs) <laughs> for, the sake, for the sake of keeping this thing tight, let's open up with a, a, the, the developing story that is John Morant because this does have uh, some legs to it now. This is now evolving, I think, a little bit more. So we know that the language has kind of evolved, right? I, I've hit on this point a couple of times around Jaws' absence, Kelly. Well, we continue to get yep. details on this. So we know that he was suspended for at least two games and turned into indefinite. Well, what's popping up here is whether or not John Morant had the gun in the IG Live video on team premises. And that includes the plane, correct? The team plane. And if that is the case, yes. that is a, a violation of something in the CBA. The direct wording from the CBA, uh, this is from CBS Sports. Whenever a player is physically present at a facility or venue owned, operated, or being used by a team, the NBA or any league-related entity, and whenever a player is traveling on any NBA-related business, whether on behalf of the player's team, the NBA, or any league-related entity, such players shall not possess a firearm of any kind or any other deadly weapon. For purposes of the foregoing, a facility or venue includes, but is not limited to, an arena, a practice facility, a team or league office or facility, an all-star or NBA playoff venue, and the site of a promotional or charitable appearance. Any violation of this above shall be considered conduct prejudicial to the NBA under Article 35 of the NBA Constitution bylaws and shall therefore subject the player to discipline by the NBA in accordance with such article. And the, the uh, 
number of games that has been thrown out there, potentially 50 games he could miss if that is the case. Yep. Yeah, that's the that's kind of what it's floating around. The um, you know, this this all this all dates back right to the Wizards incident with Gilbert Arenas and Javaris Crittenden. Um I mean, there's a chance. And it is it is odd. I know it's people think team facilities and then it's okay, it's a team plane. So is it assuming he traveled with the gun on the team plane, then you're in a team facility. I know it's it's connecting a lot of dots for people. Um but yeah, JVT, I mean, I would think that we're going to see, there's a better chance we see him out for an extended period of time than us seeing him back in the next week mm-hmm. or so, in my opinion. I, I think there's a good chance. Uh, we, we hit on this a bit last week. I'll stand by, or, or, or last episode, I'll stand by what I said then. I think, I think there's a good chance he ends up getting suspended for the rest of the regular season. And that's kind of the NBA like bailout. Like we're not going to ruin the postseason or the Grizzlies season, but we have to at least kind of make a statement here. Uh, yeah. I think that'd be interesting. Silver has also the, the, the relationship aspect of this is that Adam Silver has been notoriously soft when it comes to some of these punishments. So that is something that could definitely transpire, right? That he has a, a light hand. I haven't cared too much about silver in the past. I know there's a lot of people that, that have complained on that. Uh, about that with him. I don't know that it's bothered me too much in the past, but this is something where it, this is an issue where you got to be a commissioner. How is, how are, how is the team and the police investigating this issue? But the, but the NBA has really not done much as a league about it yet. Now maybe he's about to drop the hammer so I could look like an idiot soon, but I don't know how you feel about that, but that, that that's, it's starting, it's starting to bother me where he hadn't bothered me yeah. before. I mean, I totally get it. And there, there is a route of player empowerment, and then there's just being soft and allowing players, exactly. allowing players to do whatever they want. So this will be a really big test for Silver and whether or not he's actually going to start to be a firm leader because these are the things that you can't have, especially when it comes to one of your young stars who has the potential to be the face of the league for a really long time. This is something where you have to take it seriously because it also, again, we're a betting podcast. We don't want to spend too much into this, but like, this right. is also from a personal standpoint, helping this kid out in terms of putting him on the right path, because, you know, there is something oddly poetic about the fact that this is a kid who plays a style of basketball that really is not for the long term. And his personal life doesn't seem like it's for the long term. Yep. Yeah, no, no. Agreed. Agreed. It's, uh, it's something they got to get fixed. Yep. So with that, I wanted to point out, too, because they went to Los Angeles and lost yesterday to the Lakers. How about this? So this is another. This is the third consecutive game in which in the second half or in the fourth quarter, the Grizzlies had a lead, and they ended up blowing it and losing. Lost to Denver, lost to the Clippers, lost to the Lakers. I didn't realize this after watching this. I wanted to look this up. You know this is the second-worst team in terms of net rating in the fourth quarter this season? The Grizzlies? No, I did, no, I did not. I don't, know that I'm, I don't know that I'm shocked by that for some reason, but that is, that's real bad. I mean, that, that, that is obviously with how well they've done this season. It's not something I would have expected them to be that bad. At. Yeah. I, well, especially for a team with a winning record, I know they've been sliding, but to have that bad of a, of a net rating in those instances, it's been really freaking bad for the, uh, the Memphis Grizzlies. So I, I think when we're looking at this overall, maybe from an end game standpoint, it's going to be something to monitor, but uh, yeah, it's been a really tough go for them in the fourth quarter. So really hit really quick. Wanted to hit on something. And I know you had the numbers on this. So one of the things yeah. that I've been betting on a little bit more recently has been the Knicks in these first halves. And, oh, boy, like this has really worked out. And I didn't realize how good New York had been in the first quarter. They are now up to, I think, second in net rating in terms of 
first half, I shouldn't say quarter, first half net rating. They've been an awesome first half team all season long. Yeah, it's pretty uh in this stuff um I don't I don't know how much you do of it of I'm usually just more I'm usually more of a full game better, but don't get me wrong. There's something to this kind of a couple teams each year it feels like um that you know have that start off hot and fade late. But yeah, I, you know, I really hadn't been tracking this all th- this too much um as far as the ATS records go, but they yeah, they are tops in the league, 43-19 and 1 um in f- cover uh it, their as their first half ATS record including 24 8 and 1 at home. Um so especially at home, uh, a high cover rate there. But yeah, that's uh they've been playing great first half. So you've been playing that uh fairly frequently? Yeah, just a little bit. I think I've bet like their last three games the first half. It hasn't. It's just been something that I've hit on. And then I saw some of their numbers. I was like, I think we should probably start hitting on this a little bit more. And <laughs> right. and part of it was like situationally, right? So the uh, the first first half matchup that I played, I think it was against. Uh, there was one against Brooklyn recently. It was the second leg of back to back against Brooklyn or for Brooklyn. So they they played them on on no rest after a tough game against. I think it was Milwaukee. So that that was one. And then it was this Hornets game the other night, just yesterday where they had that, and actually they covered the first half and then ended up losing the game outright, had their uh, right. winning streak snapped. So it's been a little bit more recent, but as I looked into it and saw how good they were in the first quarter, by the or first half, and by the way, the worst first half team in the NBA, the Charlotte yeah. Hornets. So well, I, I was, obviously you've got this pulled up now. The uh, Wait, wait, wait are, you st- are you still looking at, are you looking at stats, net rating stuff? Net rating, yeah. By a, from a net okay. rating standpoint, the Hornets are the worst first half team. Who's the worst first half team from a spread so, standpoint? So the, they are worst from the from spread. You want to guess who's second worst though? First half. Um, first half. The and way will, that you're will, setting this up, I would think it's a good team. Boston. Yep. No. The uh, you, you're right. You're right to read into the way that I set it up because it was really specifically for you. It was oh, the Clippers. Clippers. Yeah. Okay. What? 24 39 and one and then how about i mean obviously at home you know they're probably they're laying even more points obviously than they are on the road at home 10 and 20 first half ats wow that's pretty incredible i have one more thing for you before we get to wednesday yeah and this is this is completely out of left field so tell me if tell me if you think what you think about this you ready for this so i just saw this just saw a tweet right now that i want to get your thoughts on Okay. Jalen Williams. Jalen yeah. with a J-A-L-E-N for the Oklahoma City Thunder. Yeah. The NBA's rookie of the year ladder or whatever they call it. He has now moved up to second. He is the second best rookie by NBA.com's rookie ladder. He is 40 uh, to 1. 40 to 1 to win it. Let's go. I'm in. Yeah, he ain't winning this. What? He's been, he's been incredible, though. Like he he has been, I I mean, I don't know for all the money that I have, all the stupid money at this point that I have invested in SGA uh, to win most improved. I feel like I'm one of those guys that has watched a a ton of Thunder games. He's been incredible. Like they have some of these young pieces that they've been able to find have been, I don't know, incredible is probably a a little bit of over. He's been very good and much better, obviously, than anybody expected out of him. Um, but yeah, man, he 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 jumps out whenever you watch the Thunder. But yes, no, I think uh, I think uh, old Paolo Bancaro has that wrapped up pretty well. But what if he gets off to you know, it's recency? He's gonna <laughs> get off to, no, I don't mean to mock the people who made that point about Emmanuel quickly. Now, deserved favorite to win Six Man of the Year and future Six Man of the Year. Um, yep, you're shifting real quickly. Yep, yep. <laughs> <laughs> You've done a great job of that. Yep, totally. 
He totally. I don't even it. know. I mean, who who who's second in the odds? It's uh, right be now, Math- is Matherin still second? He's got to yeah, be right. Twenty-five to one, followed by Jalen Williams at forty to one. These are via DraftKings. Walker Kessler at fifty-five to one. Jaden Ivey at one hundred and fifty to one. Keegan Murray two fifty, and Jabari Smith Jr. at two fifty. Okay, so like as much as I do respect, uh, you know what Jalen Williams has done this year for the Thunder and actually how good he could be. Like, there's no way in hell he's made more of an impact on games than Benedict Matherin than Walker Kessler has. I, so I, I do wish. I think I've brought this up to you before. I wish that odds makers would get a little bit more exotic with these, especially when we have like odds on favorites that are going to run away with their respective awards. Give me yeah, like, like a to finish second or yeah, something. Yeah, give me like a to finish yeah. second or how about an exacta, right? Like. Give, yeah. give me the ability to predict one through five. Give me an over-under finishing position for some of these guys. Like, you can get a little bit more exotic with some of these awards markets, man. Yeah, it's – uh no, you are totally right. I feel like uh, I feel like odds makers and guys that work at all these books probably just hate all of us, like the collective us that do these, like, jobs that we have. Because you know how many times I say that in a week? Yeah. <laughs> I'm, like, you know, I'm like, you know what they should do? They should post this. And it's like – Well, if somebody – as somebody who uh, who got a two Super Bowl props up that are bettable in a market last season and will be on a book going forward, I have experience in this, Kelly. Okay, <laughs> I I know what I'm doing here. All right? No, but I'm I'm with you like that. I mean, this rookie of the year, it, like this has not been a bettable market for what since the beginning, basically. Like yep. you, you're absolutely right. Like it's at least a way that you could get some money coming in, you know, elsewhere. Uh, you know, elsewhere in another type of market based around rookies. I'm with, I'm with you. Some of that stuff would be cool. All right, let's take our break. Uh, we'll come back on the other side. Let's talk about uh, Wednesday and what we've got going on a little bit later today. It's very interesting card with some really big spots for some of these teams and uh, some interesting matchups too. That would include the nightcap where Toronto's on the road against the Los Angeles Clippers. And uh, I think the market is selling the Clippers short. We'll talk about why. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Parents, if you've ever experienced bedtime battles with the kids, I'm going to let you into a little secret. I'm Abby, a mother of two, and I had these battles myself. Endless excuses, delay tactics, and many tears and tantrums. But I've created a solution. The perfect kids podcast that makes bedtime a dream. It's called Koala Moon, and it's hosted by me, Abby. With over 300 episodes packed with original stories and sleep meditations, Koala Moon makes bedtimes easy and enjoyable. Episodes start out engaging and really rather magical, but as they progress, they gently slow to a calm and relaxing pace to have your little ones out like a light. Since launching in 2022, Koala Moon has helped with over 20 million nights sleep and received over 6,000 five-star reviews. Win back your evenings. Listen to Koala Moon now on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Here are three reasons Zinn is America's number one nicotine pouch. We use food-grade ingredients. We have a wide selection of varieties, and they all come in two strengths 
Find Zin at a store near you. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. All right, back here on Harvard Handicappers. So I wanted to start with the tease, and then we'll get to your play. So I wanted to get your thoughts on this version of handicapping, I guess. Okay. How, how fluid, how static should your power ratings be? So I bring this up because... So this this match between Toronto and Los Angeles tonight, Kelly, let's use a similar yep. opponent. And I wrote about this today in the column. Toronto was just in Denver yesterday, no, Monday, right? Because today's Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Toronto was just in Denver on Monday. They closed as, we'll call it, six and a half consensus point underdogs. Okay? Right. Well, 10 days ago, the Clippers were in Denver. And they closed as three and a half point underdogs. And they pushed the Denver Nuggets to overtime. And you know what happened at that game. Fast forward to tonight with no real difference in personnel outside of Norman Powell. We have the Clippers laying just two and a half at home against the Toronto Raptors. Now, if we're using three for home court, which has been the case all season long, shouldn't this be closer to the opening number of four? Yeah. Then it would be right. Then it would be down to two and a half. So I build this case because I'm always looking for these little opportunities to potentially buy low. I feel like this is a buy low spot for the Clippers. Do you think I'm I'm handicapping this or looking at this the wrong way? Nope, not at all. It, it was it was a game I wanted to bring up, you know, basically for you. I hadn't I have not bet this yet, but I I've, I've been staring at that number, um, scratching my head at it since last night. Uh, it, 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 the four four closer to five that makes a lot more sense to me. Um, man, it's just it, it's been a brutal stretch for the Clippers. There's no doubt about that. I mean, you get that win against Memphis. The other night, but then other, I mean, what is it? Five straight, you know, since that before that five straight losses before that right. they played, they've played quality opponents. There's, I mean, I think there is something at this time of year, you have to look at that stuff. I, I mean, actually this is, this is maybe about as good as an example as it gets comparing and contrasting that kind of stuff. So you have the Toronto Raptors who are six and four in their last 10. Here's who their wins have come over though. Wizards, Bulls, Pistons, Pelicans, Magic, and Pistons again. So, uh, um, I mean, that's that. Whereas the uh, Clippers losses against Kings, Warriors, Timberwolves, Nuggets, Kings, Suns. Uh, no, Suns was a win. Sorry, yep. uh, Bucks and Mavericks. So, I think that is something that you've got to. I always make sure to do that throughout my handicapping process every every night. JVT is that especially I'm looking at more recent form than anything. Um, so you especially need to make sure who those opponents are if you're gonna if you're gonna take such a smaller rate uh, data range when we look at stats um, like we do. So um, I'm with you. That one's a li- it felt a little off uh, off to me. I'm I think I'll probably be end up on that game tonight. Yeah, uh, it's and to your point too. If the trend holds with these poor first halves, maybe an in game way is the way to go here. But yeah. I, I think from a number standpoint, I thought it was just a little too much to pass up because. You're always looking for these opportunities where the market is kind of sold on the team. And this really seems to be the case. And you're starting to get it too. I mean, look, so let's look at even this swing that they've been on, right? The the Friday to Friday swing from the matchup with the, the Kings. They they close as six and a half point favorites against the Kings that one Friday, right out of the all-star break. They close as six and a half point underdogs in Sacramento against the Kings. So you're starting to see that swing in terms of where they were at. And Kawhi Leonard didn't play in that game, but Kawhi Leonard ain't worth a 12-point swing. So you're starting to see the market get a little low on this Clippers team. And I think there's some evidence for that. So yeah, I'm in on the Clippers. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Did you say you are on the Clippers? Yeah, I'm on the Clippers. Yeah. 
Okay. The uh, the other game I want to bring up with you, and I, this is another day because you and I both did back-to-back shows before recording this. I actually didn't get a chance to read your uh, article this morning. So I'll throw another game at you where I thought this line is a little odd. I just don't know if I have the stones to bet this. This Chicago-Denver line all the way up to nine and a half now. <laughs> Yeah, you like it. You like anything there? Because it would be it would absolutely be Chicago or pass for me. But I just don't know if I want to get in front of the freight train that is the Denver Nuggets right now. Yeah, I think so. I think I'm with you. I mean, look, they failed to cover against Toronto the other day. We should point that out too. Yeah, uh, Scott Foster with the uh, the big assist to kick Scotty Barnes <laughs> out of that game at yeah. the end to make sure that they could win that thing. Um, <laughs> I, so I think I would lean towards Chicago. Here's here's my caveat and. This has been my thing with the Denver Nuggets. I'm looking to play against them, Kelly, with teams that run, that get out in transition, because yeah. they are really bothered by that. They are one of the worst transition defenses in the NBA. They are still dead last in terms of opponent points added through transition offense off of live rebounds. And Toronto wants to rip and run. Toronto wants to force turnovers and run. Like that is part of what allowed Toronto to stay in that game, is that they can mm-hmm. get up and down the floor in transition. That bothers Denver. You're not getting that with Chicago. You're getting more half-court-oriented offense. They will, obviously, just like anybody else, will run when they get the opportunity, but this is not a team that's going to rip a rebound and sprint up the court, right? There's nobody that really pushes the pace for them outside of maybe Kobe White every once in a while, and I think that's kind of the caveat is I'm looking to play against Denver with teams that are getting up and down the floor, forcing Jokic to get up and down the floor in those possessions, and Chicago's not going to do that to you. Yeah, I was gonna say that. That's the one. I I feel like you can watch any Denver game, and it feels like Jokic picks up like one to two fouls per game in a fast break situation, like you're describing, where it's like nobody's back there, and like somehow he somehow he's back and picking up a cheap foul uh, of of some kind. So yeah, no, I think that I think that's solid reasoning there. It's nothing, it, nothing. I'm gonna bet tonight. I don't I don't think I'm gonna bet it, but it just that that line felt high to me. Right. Shoot, it, it it felt a little high when it opened at eight. Um, but now up to nine, nine and a half, it, it's uh, uh, it's really getting up there to me. The one bet I did make tonight, uh, I'm on the Cavs. This is me just continuously going against the Heat. Where, what's that thing called, uh, JVT, when you, when you keep doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results? Yeah. Oh, yeah, insanity. insanity. Yeah, insanity. That's what it is. So uh, maybe I'm just completely insane at this point. Uh, but I keep thinking Miami Heat are not that good, uh, laying two points. Uh, in a short money line, I grabbed short mi- minus 120 last night on the opener with the Cavs. Um, I'm just, you know, last 17 games, you got the Cavs 11 and 6, uh, plus 11.6 uh, net rating there um, for the Cavs. And then the Miami Heat, 8 and 9 over that time, minus 3.4 uh, point differential there. I, it's just, it's, it's, it's massive. And I know this, I know the Cavs team, I've had mixed feelings on me. You and I were texting back and forth about that the other night. I, I still think this is this also could be a dead under game. And yeah. both these de- both these defenses play well. Two fifteen, two fifteen and a half. Um, I know that is a sh- that is a small total uh, for an NBA game these days. But man, both the way these two defenses um, have been playing, that's that's one I would look to too. But I, yeah, I, I played Cavs money line again. I'm gonna roll with this. I don't think this Heat game, this Heat team's all that good. Um, and we'll, uh, we'll, we'll see if I lose another one, JVT. All right. Hey, I have faith. I have faith. I, I don't, I don't think I'll be <laughs> texting you a puke emoji when it comes. Although the Hawks covered the other night. Thank you to Jante Murray because yeah. Jante Murray hit that ridiculous three at the end of that game. So yeah, I might've taken money line, but yeah, good for you. Oh, sorry about that, buddy. <laughs> 
Uh, all right. Now, like we mentioned, this is going to be a little mini episode because uh, some scheduling conflicts and whatnot, but we wanted to make sure we got something out. Uh, before we depart, any last uh, shots that you want to get out there, anything in particular? No, the, the only other thing I will uh, I will bring up, because I think Will Hill's done a great job of tracking this one too, is looking at Matt Maverick's overs. Uh, I know that's one he's been playing a lot, uh, just kind of with the addition of Kyrie. Uh, this defense has really not been all that special all season long, uh, but you know, especially adding Kyrie to it, it's been it's been uh, uh, more offense from them and even less defense. So I think he, I know he's been hitting a lot of these overs a bit uh, on the Mavericks here recently. I think that's a good betting trend. Trend that actually is something you can lean on, kind of like you've been talking about with the Knicks first halves as well. Yep. All right, uh, again, like, rate, review, subscribe, and check out everything we have to offer up on the website of Veasan.com. And again, we will be back on Friday with another edition of Hardwood Handicappers. Until then, good luck. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Welcome to Season 9 of Next Question with me, Katie Couric. I've got some big news to share with you in our season premiere featuring the one and only Chris Jenner. Oh my gosh, congratulations. That is very, very exciting. And that's just the beginning. We'll also be joined by podcast hosts Jay Shetty, Hillary Clinton, Renee Fleming, Liz Cheney, and many more. So come on in, take a break from the incessant negativity for a weekly dose of fascinating conversations. Some of them, I promise, will actually put you in a good mood. Listen to Next Question with me, Katie Couric, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.